Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to a Snipper Nixon production. Welcome to Are You Feeling Funny, where top comedians talk to a Harley Street doctor about their health and well-being. I'm Alan Nixon, and in today's episode, you'll be hearing guest comedian Zoe Lyons as you've never heard her before. Um, I once ran away from a GP because they said we would take a blood test. The last time I had a blood test, I had a, I had a, a massive fainting fit. Uh, I had to take my mum with me. Zoe Lyons will be in conversation with Harley Street specialist Dr Brian Kaplan, who has a passion for comedy. All comedians provide a service to people. Anyone that makes other people laugh, whether it's through a funny hat or dressing up or whatever it is, if it makes people laugh, it's having all those physiological benefits. Our guest, Zoe Lyons, doesn't pull her punches. Her stand-up is sharp, explosive and socially relevant. She's been on the circuit since 2003, having trained as an actress, and won the Funny Woman Award in 2004. She's a regular on our television screens and won Best Joke at the Edinburgh Fringe in 2008. And now here is Dr. Brian Kaplan in conversation with Zoe Lyons. Okay, so what we do in this show is we talk about things that you'd like to talk about, your health, funny experiences that you might have had, leaving you feeling funny, funny ha-ha or funny peculiar, whatever, but funny. And I'm an old-fashioned holistic doctor, so I look at body, mind, spirit. So right. let's, talk, let's start off talking about any physical medicine issue that you've had with doctors, first aid, accident, anything you'd like to talk about in the well, physical realm. in the physical realm. I thought my first uh, experience of doctors um, was when I was about 10 or 11. I suffered from alopecia. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. I got um, stress-related alopecia when I was a kid and actually came to a, to a Harley Street doctor to uh, were you completely it, so, bored, like Sigourney no, Weaver? No, no, it, no. Was, it was patchy. It okay. was patchy. And I had long hair at the time, so bits of it came out. So I had to learn how to sort of weave it over my head in a sort of fat... I was a, I was a 12-year-old girl with a comb-over. Donald Trump. Uh, it's a proper Donald Trump, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, and you had to sort of layer it properly. Yeah, and yeah. It, you know, if you got a strong northerly wind, it would take the top off and uh-huh. expose your sort of your, your lid. Um, so that was the first. Uh, that was my first sort of medical issue. I think I and did had. it go up and down. Tell us more about your inter- how it was living with that. Yeah, well. I had yeah. it badly until I was probably about uh, had it yeah so, so from about 11 to about 13 and then it went away mm-hmm. and it hair grew back thankfully and then it would come back and it was very much stress related. You could tell that it was stress that 
it yeah. was always a stressful event that I think, uh, did yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. My my parents got divorced when I was quite young, and that sort of triggered a whole load of things. And then, uh, I, I think I was just quite a stressy person. Mm-hmm. I was. I was quite a stressy person. I, I sort of suffered from panic attacks and that sort of thing when I was about nineteen, twenty, and. I could tell if I'd had a period of time where I'd been particularly stressed, I'd be like, wait for it, wait for it. And then before you knew it, hair hair would come out. And then what happened? Did you eliminate stress from your life or did you you make a big change? I'm interested to know why it Uh, stopped. I mean, I had it again very recently, about a year ago, just a tiny patch. And thank gosh, it didn't get any worse than that. But, and without wanting to sound like an idiot, I... my life's been a long journey of trying to manage stress and eliminate it as much as possible from from my day-to-day being. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think now at the ripe old age of 46, I think I've nailed it. Yeah, the mind-body connection has been my fascination. And this yeah. is sort of such a perfect example of it. I mean, you yeah. feel that you're more resolved in things generally, though. Yeah, your, yeah. I yeah, I I just think as you get older and you start to know, you start to be aware of really what's important, and it can be whittled down to very little. Um, I'm, I'm be- believing more and more in a minimalist sort of viewpoint in life, mm. and that comes to possessions and things that you should worry about and 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 uh, spend your energy on. And basically, for me, I think it can be whittled down to friendship, love, health. And a, you know, a bit of fleece every now and again, and warmth and comfort. That's mm. really all any fleece. human. What's fleece? Fleece. You know that lovely material. Oh, that you fleece. Wear. That, that yeah, sensation of fleece. Fleece. Yes. You need a fleecy thing that you you crawl into every now and again. Oh, that's yeah. comfortable. It's like a sort of human hibernation. Friendships and family and health, and that's anything outside of that. Sex. Yeah, but you know, it's never been a big driver right, for me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a. a, a um, affection and and uh connection yeah but i've never been an overly driven sexual person uh i mean it's there but it sounds like you cuddly yeah you like uh oh yeah touch yeah hugs do you like yeah. you're a hug person and I'm, I'm i'm and i'm very lucky to be in a very loving uh long-standing relationship that yeah. is, has formed the backbone of my uh life over the last 20 years yeah. yeah, I was talking to a doctor that um, is now in her 80s and she was a top physician and she said to me, Brian, I think the thing that hurts most people is that they don't have satisfactory relationships in their lives. Yeah. After, a year, after several decades of practicing medicine, yeah. that is her view. That's the thing that, that caused the most pain. But I think sometimes you meet people who absolutely attract pain into their yeah. lives and almost thrive on it. Um, I... I just, I just don't like to be around negative energies anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can, you do encounter people who seem to thrive off that negative energy, attracting it, uh, having arguments just for having arguments' sake, uh, bickering, uh, learning exactly how to wind each other up, and all of those things have no relevance in my life whatsoever. I just Brilliant. don't get involved. My level of contentment comes at a price. Yes. Because out of discontent, comedy comes. Mm. So, unfortunately, 
I think I'm ha- I'm I do have a, I have points where I go I wonder if there's any more comedy left in there because I am actually quite content. <laughs> too happy. Yeah, You're too yeah, happy yeah. To be a good comedian anymore. <laughs> that's a real issue. It is because if things run too smoothly, nothing creative comes out of it. This is why punk didn't come out of Switzerland. It's right. because it's a it's a very efficient country where things happen properly, yes. so they're not as creative. So it's when there's malcontent and when there's uh, when there's discourse, that's when that's when creative. Well, really interesting. About. Arnold Brown, who's very involved in the mm. in this "Are oh, You Feeling Funny" project, he described um, the comedian as someone who's been excluded from normal society in relationships, sort of peering in at the restaurant through the glass, yes, and trying to get in, and then realizing he or she can't get in, and yes. then turning, "All right, I'm going to satirize. Yes. You know, I'm going to make yeah. fun of these people." Yeah. I mean, I suppose there is an element of that still within me. You know, I. Uh, I was a kid with a comb over at school. I realised I was gay when I was ten years old, and that was, you know, in the yeah. in the early eighties when it was less discussed and less acceptable. And uh, um, so we moved around a lot. So I have always felt like a bit of an outsider. I think what I've just done though is made my outside really nice. And so, any other anything else besides alopecia? Any other interactions with A and E, with doctors, even the most? A and E, no, not really A and E. I've managed to avoid that. Uh, I have. Uh, I've got quite an acute phobia. That's yes, yes, that's that's, that's, yeah, yeah. love phobia. Yeah. That has got me in trouble at doctors before. Yeah, I've got a very strong blood and needle phobia. Right. I have fainted in more places than anybody else. I'm sure I've fainted everywhere. What once there's taking blood? Yeah. Even just talking about it sometimes, Brian oh, can right, set me off okay. if I haven't had my Be morning careful. banana. Just move yep. on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a good breakfast and I'm feeling a light, bit lightheaded. Um, so you went medicine wasn't on the cards or nursing never, wasn't on the cards for you? Could never have been. Could <laughs> never have been. I'm so, I'm really, really phobic. I've fainted in cinemas. I've have fainted. you seen, always with this uh, trigger though? It's, it's, uh, it's blood really. Okay. And, uh, and if, if I'm, if, particularly if I feel trapped and I can't get out. Okay. Then, yeah, so cinemas, if there's been scenes where I've just not been able to cope with it. But only if um, it's violent, the blood, not love scenes or anything like mm, that. Or... No, doesn't need to be violence involved. Yeah. It's, it's blood and needles. Blood and needles, huh? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I once ran away from a GP because they said we were going to take a blood test. The last time I had a blood test, I had a, I, I had a, a massive fainting fit. Uh, I had to take my mum with me. I'm in my mid-40s. I had to take my mum with me to the doctors. Yeah, yeah. And she sat with me in the waiting room yeah. and she went, well, I'll come in with you, so. And I went, don't be ridiculous, mother. I'll be absolutely fine. So then I went in and then five minutes later she saw somebody running out and getting an orange cart and then running back in and she knew I'd gone. I'd... So, yeah. You're listening to Are You Feeling Funny? I'm Luke Nixon. We love making this show, so if you love it too, please comment, rate, or subscribe on your podcast provider. Just sharing a link goes a long way. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's go on to the mind then, the next area, body now, mind. Have you had any mind stuff? And by that, I mean counseling, therapy, helplines, workshops, groups, anything like that that you're happy to talk about. Uh, well, look, the, when I was younger, the alopecia was obviously connected to being unhappy and stressed and anxious. And at that point, my, uh, I remember my mum took me to a psychologist when I was about 14 because uh, I was just desperately, I was depressed, I suppose, now looking back. I was really, really depressed. Um, I, I went for one session with her and realised she wasn't going to be able to help me. Um, yeah. Yeah, just, I, I just knew. I think you could knew. tell if there's rapport or not. It was yeah. just, I was yeah. like, yeah. I just remember the first question she said to me was, have you ever thought about killing yourself? And I and I just replied, are you telling me there are people that haven't? <laughs> I mean, surely if you've thought about things, that will have popped in there at some point, won't it? <laughs> yeah. So I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, and, uh, yeah, I suppose I was... I suppose looking back now, I would describe it as depressed. I was depressed. And do you think it was gender related about being gay or sort of just being okay about it or how you were going to deal with it? And No, I think, I think it, it was related. It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, that feeling of being an outsider, that feeling of, you know, when, when I realized I was gay, I didn't, I wasn't happy with that decision. Mm. There was resistance But you knew 10, me. as you said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when kids start thinking about things in different yeah. ways and you, your sexuality starts to sort of arise, then it, you start sure. to realise that, this is, you know, you're thinking down a different route to somebody else. So, uh, and you don't want to be the odd one out because actually I'm quite sensitive and I didn't, you know, you don't want to be the odd one out, but you're Absolutely. almost forced to be the odd one out. And then it's, it's having to sort of get the armour to deal with that. Um uh, and yeah, I suffered horribly from panic attacks when I was seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. So what happened after that first visit at fourteen? You didn't you thought there's no report, and you didn't try someone else. Huh? That was it. No. Okay. I d- and I don't. Well, that would have been about nineteen eighty-five. So I don't think we were that up on talking. Therapies. But your mom still had the idea of taking you to someone else. Do you know, looking back, Brian, I think my mum took me because my mum was desperate and absolutely wanted somebody to talk to. Do you know how right you are there? I've got a supervisor who's an incredibly wise man called Joe Burke and he worked with R.D. Lang and and that was the sort of very early stages of the anti-psychiatry movement of working with people who are talking rather than drugs and things like that. And he taught me one 
thing that I've never forgotten in relation to doing therapy with people, and it so relates to what you said. He said the person that makes the phone call is the one that usually <laughs> needs to come for the therapy in yeah. every situation. Yeah, yeah. I realized it was probably... My poor mum was probably struggling horribly with my horrific yeah. mood swings and, 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 and depression. Yeah. And so any so then after that you, there was no interaction or did you ever have any interaction with I had to go back work? to the well I had to go back to the doctors when I had panic attacks and they gave me I remember I was prescribed yes. what I can only describe now as a mountain of medicine. Really? Yeah. Boxes and boxes of pills and I took them for a few weeks and then I looked at them one day and I went that's not my life. Fantastic. Well, I just At did, about 17, yeah. 17 18, yeah. I was like that's not my life. I don't want that. Yeah, but it's a great moment to be able to do something like that because you hear these authorities telling you to well, we take all have pills, etc. Uh, we all have our crutches in life and things that we use, and I just, you know, you just I didn't want it to be medication. Instinctively felt medication is not the. But it's, I mean, you only have to see the way the United States has gone, the way that they medicate people to the mm. point of being completely dumbed down and, and horrifically now addicted to opiates if they're yeah. on painkillers. Yeah. Like, no, that's not... Absolutely. If I, the med- that, that box of medicine's not going to solve what's going on up here. Yeah, but that takes an insight, you see, because some people, when you talk about opiates, you know, opiates are the greatest painkillers for mm. physically... I've worked in oncology units and, you know, mm. given maximum doses to people with incurable cancers. Sure. And they're brilliant for that. But the problem is that they kill psychic pain. Yeah. So people take it and they think, wow, oh, I don't I feel, feel the pain anymore. Yeah. I suppose, you know, to an extent, a lot of our anxieties are related to us being just basic animals in fight or flight and all of those things that, you know, anxieties about money are only a modern day version of anxieties about yes. killing a saber toothed tiger Security. to feed the rest. Yeah. Yes, yes. So we can't get away from the fact that we are just animals trying to survive. Yeah, some people have said that women sometimes today that look for men that are wealthy to yeah. be involved, that they want the security that would have in caveman times been provided by a big strong big, man strong that could bloke. protect yeah. them from, you know, from yeah. other men, etc. Yeah, well, this is what happens in the animal kingdom, isn't it? When they, you know, they all get their feathers out and it's like, check me yeah, out, I've yeah. got a beautiful wing, wingspan. And that's what people look, that's what... Uh, Creatures look for, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> been replaced. The, the security of that has been replaced by Booper and private, yeah, yeah. And private schools, etc. Yeah, Bentley is basically, yeah. It's a, it's an animal in suits peacocking. <laughs> Particularly a Bentley, do you think? Or, uh... Bentley, Bentley wouldn't do it for me. I find no. them a bit showy. Uh, probably a Maserati. Would you like a Maserati? <laughs> I'd love like a Maserati. One? You would, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so any other issues, any, I'm not issues, any um, contact with any group? Do you ever do any group work? No, I don't like group work. You don't like group work? No, don't like groups. And I I mean all sorts of groups. I mean, uh, even a yoga group I struggle with. Just to go to a yoga class, yes? Yeah, I just have a problem with group activities. But you like yoga? That's an interesting area. I I live in Brighton, so it's, it's almost... It's almost the law that you have to do it for at least a few months if you live in Brighton, otherwise you're not a proper Brightonian. Yeah. I've got a yoga mat. Yes, yeah, that's a start. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> what colour is your yoga mat? I've got it's one too. It's purple. Mine's purple too. Yeah, it's a very nice, yeah, calming yeah, there's only a purple. Yeah. Yeah, purple. Yeah, yeah. And it's like most things, when I do do it, and I have done it, I've gone, I really must do this more because it really does make me feel better. You and do then feel better after a session, any time yeah. you do it. Huh? Yeah. But then I... 
Yeah, I've been through that as well. I've always benefited from it and felt and the breathing, all yeah. of that. That quiet at the end of the class. Yeah. Where you all just... That little snooze. Away. And we live in a world where... I know we mention mindfulness a lot, but gosh, you see a lot of... You see a lot of people living in a, a, an alternate state. You know, I went out for a really lovely meal the other day with my wife and um, it was my birthday and we were having a really lovely meal. It was a really nice place in Brighton. And then the couple who sat next to us, <laughs> they sat down. She immediately got her phone out and started photographing all of the food, which just, you know, like my eye was <laughs> I twitching. I, have you not seen it? <laughs> no, oh, Not photographing food. Photographing the food, yeah. Two people at a table texting rather than yeah. talking to each other. That I've seen plenty of. Then she started photographing herself in that way that people have become so adept at doing these days. Camera up, chin down, big yeah. doe eyes. And, um, <laughs> and then she was photographing her and her boyfriend. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then she was just on her phone and he stared off into space like a sort of, I don't know, he had that look in his eye like you sometimes see in a horse that's having a very long pee. <laughs> just, <Yeah. sort> of, <laughs> just staring off into the middle distance while she tapped away on her phone. And I was like, you've come out for a meal. Do you know what? I think that people don't pull the camera back is the way I look at it, as if... You see, you look at the phone and you enter into this world of text and FaceTime and Snapchat... Yeah. And if you could see what you look like, if yeah. the camera was on you, yeah. you just look like someone bent over a yeah. disc and tapping away at it. You know, yeah. it's a terrible look. Actually, and it, but it is—it's horribly addictive. Oh. I mean, I'm guilty of it at times, and it's horribly addictive. But I'm very aware that we're being manipulated from above to make us. <laughs> I think I've started to believe in conspiracy theories. Where I genuinely think we're being—we're being dumbed down to the point where the powers that be can just stir us up to a point where we are manageable and malleable you're listening to are you feeling funny i'm olivia nixon we love making this show so if you love it too please comment rate or subscribe on your podcast provider just sharing a link goes a long way let's move on to spirit yeah now, and i always ask all comedians a blunt question do you believe in god no no straight no, no. okay no any any spiritual uh, connections or things that you've experienced? or I, I mean, I was brought up an Irish Catholic. Yes. And again, fairly early on, I think it was probably during a mass, I just sort of went, really? You know when you start listening to the words properly and you're like, he did what? <laughs> he didn't though, did he? <laughs> oh, come on, you're kidding, aren't you? And it was very early on, I went, I'm sorry, I can't believe this. And then I started to realise as well, again quite early on when I was a kid, that you know Catholicism wasn't the only religion on the on the planet. There were, there were, there were thousands of other religions, and I thought, well, how can you invest so fully into one when you know mm -hmm. there are so many other options out there? You could have, you could have contracted to the wrong network, mm -hmm. you know. Well, if you die and it's not, it's a Hindu god up there, and you've spent your entire life, you know, <laughs> eating fish on a Friday and telling secrets to priests. I mean, this is ridiculous. So, I couldn't invest because I knew there wasn't the d definitive one. They weren't the sole answer. Yeah, there's, a, there's an episode of The Simpsons. It so beautifully expresses what you <laughs> said. You know, there's this thing called the rapture. This idea yes, that yes, everyone yes, will be. Yes. That where the moment comes and everyone, those who are saved will disappear out of their yeah. clothes and be saved and the rest of us will be in uh, hell and br brimstone yeah. and uh, fire and brimstone. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it happens in The Simpsons. The rapture actually <laughs> comes in The yeah. Simpsons. And everyone's swept by this huge yellow tidal wave of lava or whatever it is. <laughs> and, and, and 
along the way, there's just a quick scene of a uh, either a Buddhist or a Hindu priest in orange <laughs> with the shaved head and orange clothes. And as he swept away, he says, I thought all religions were equal paths to God, but I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's exactly why I couldn't invest. But what about so, a universal type of religion that all that God doesn't actually belong to any religion? They all claim God, I suppose. I suppose, yeah. I, I'd consider myself spiritual, but it is unattached to any imaginary deity. Yeah. I... Uh, I believe I believe that there are good and bad people and I believe it's probably our I believe it's our our sole duty on the planet is to be kind to each other and to make the most out of your life and that's it. That's wonderful. That's, I do. I also believe that. That's, kindness is a key. Yeah. Word, it's actually. if you can be be kind. Yes. And uh I I see <laughs> I'm going to sound like a right hippie now. Brace good. yourself. I see God in nature. Yeah. I, I marvel at it. I find it incredible. Uh, I learned to scuba dive about four years ago, and it's become a really big part of my life. And uh, every trip I do now involves being under the water and looking at things. And I marvel at it. I, just, I find it absolutely fascinating. And I've, I've, I see God in, I see a God or a form of God in nature. Well, but, this is the view of Spinoza, yeah. who when asked the same question I ask you, do you, uh, not him, well, Spinoza had that stayed religious but he saw God in nature in yeah. similar way to where you described and Einstein when asked do you believe in God mm. said I believe in the God of Spinoza yeah so you're good company yeah right? good Einstein, good all right Eric Spinoza yes. was he an old hippie <laughs> Spinoza he might have been I mean he was in the 17th century caused a lot of disruption yeah, by yeah. saying the things that he said and, yeah yeah uh, Einstein also had long hair, didn't he? Yeah, I bet Einstein was a bit of a hippie. Bit of a hippie he must yeah. have had a dream catcher somewhere. Yeah. 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 Despite his uh, his uh, knowledge of physics, he must have had a dream catcher hanging about somewhere well, in his lab. He, well, he said um, God doesn't play dice with the universe. Mm. But as I said, when he was pushed about God, he didn't yeah. um, provide a human face to yeah. anybody. I mean, I quite confidently say I'm an atheist, but mm. then actually when you when I, when I start sort of scratching away at that, I have no idea mm. how any of this that we are sitting amongst has been created. Mm. Something as simple as what a single cell being, how does that even come into existence? That's, but then I don't, I don't have to believe in a man sat on a cloud to, to, uh, to make sense of it. The sense of it is I don't have the cognitive capabilities to understand it, but that doesn't mean that it hasn't occurred without a magic lightning bolt. It's a bit more bolt. agnostic than atheist, though. Like, I haven't seen it, but I remain to be But I definitely convinced. don't believe in a, in gods. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's not... Yeah, there's not a god. Okay. I'm so sorry, everybody. No no, 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 no. You're not in the minority of comedians. The minority, yeah. I have only a very few that said, yeah, gave me a straight yes. Yeah. So I can tell you that. Yeah. Very few. Tell me, do you have any regimen or regime that you, health plan that you use or diet or uh, oh, system or anything like that? Health plan. I have ideas of health plans, Brian, and then they all go by the wayside. Yeah, yeah. What have you tried? <laughs> I try, well, A, I try and drink less and I do well for about a week and then I get yeah. bored. Um, I'm a fairly healthy eater. Yeah, good. Fairly healthy. But then I'll go, look, if I'm on tour, if I'm on the road for any amount of time, that could all go by the wayside horribly. 
because um, it's hard and also it's you find comfort in food as well mm. you know if you're away from home for a long period of time sometimes you just want you know a bun stuffed with meat it's all very well thinking i'll have the alfalfa sprout and a bit of avocado but actually you know if you're in a service station somewhere outside of manchester that's not really going to happen so i have periods of time where i eat very unhealthily for a few days but then i'll always get back on the so you're on the road, you drive, you're on the yeah. road, you drive to places, yeah. Drive but not in the training. Maserati. Yeah. Not no. in the Maserati. Soon. Yet. Soon. You have the possibility. Yeah. You you on an upward trajectory, I think. Or trajectory. Uh, upward trajectory. I, I don't know. I mean I'm forty six now. I do worry about this. I think God, I'm forty six now. You haven't got that much I'll be the Thor a herd of comedy. Oh, <laughs> come on, what about the Larry David? Are you? <laughs> yeah, but I, I wouldn't I think I I wouldn't mind being the Thor herd of comedy, actually. Go, yeah, the Liz Smith. I mean, Liz Smith didn't start acting professionally until she was in her 50s, and then, you know, she went on to become Nana in the royal families and a national treasure. I think um, I think you enjoy things more when they've, uh, when they've taken a while to come around. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Do you have any sort of question ask or comedians? Do you have any favourite doctor joke or medical joke? that you Medical joke? Oh, there's a Tommy Cooper medical joke that um, uh, Tommy Cooper he phones the doctor and says, uh, <laughs> "Now let me try and think about this. this is awful." A comedian who can't remember jokes. Uh, uh, he says, "I want to make an appointment to see you, doctor. Um, I've got a bad back." And the doctor says, "Have you got any flexibility?" And he says, "Well, I can't do Tuesdays." <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to "Are You Feeling Funny?" A Snipper Nixon production. In this episode, Dr. Brian Kaplan has been talking to comedian Zoe Lyons. If you've enjoyed this episode, please comment, rate or subscribe on your podcast provider. Just sharing a link goes a long way. Are You Feeling Funny featured Dr. Brian Kaplan. The comedy consultant was Arnold Brown. Music and sound by Alex Hollingsworth. The producers were Olivia, Luke and Alan Nixon. And this was a Snipper Nixon production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 